Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 2145. Is Counting Calories Important? By Riley Pierce of freeformfitness.ca. And I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I read to you from some of the most popular health and fitness blogs out there, with permission from the websites, of course, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. And with that, let's jump right in and get to today's post as we optimize your life. Is Counting Calories Important? By Riley Pierce of freeformfitness.ca. You've likely heard the phrase, calories in, calories out, as it relates to weight loss and weight gain. It brings the seemingly complicated process of managing weight down to a math equation. If you consume more calories than you burn, then you gain weight. If you consume fewer calories than you burn, then you'll lose weight. Sounds pretty easy. But is it as simple as that? With apps like Lose It and MyFitnessPal that track your meals based on calories and macronutrients, it's easier than ever to measure your caloric intake. Now that we have wearable tech, we can also get a rough estimation of our caloric output or the calories we're burning every day. So if we are diligent about inputting our food properly and we have our tech tracking us accurately, it becomes very easy to do this simple calories in versus calories out math equation. Again, we ask, is it as simple as that? What contributes to calories out? How we burn fuel, either from food or fat stores in the body, depends on two things. How much energy we use to simply exist and how much energy we use to move and exercise. The first type of energy expenditure is called resting energy expenditure, or abbreviated REE. This accounts for 60 to 70% of our daily energy expenditure and is the energy we require to keep our hearts beating and our brains thinking. Resting energy expenditure varies greatly from one person to the next as factors like height, weight, and even organ size can contribute to how much energy we require to stay alive. Lean body mass is also critical here. Muscles require more energy to maintain their mass, so the more lean mass on the body, the higher this energy expenditure will be. The second way we can burn calories is by hitting the gym and breaking a sweat. Actually, in reality, all forms of physical activity will burn additional calories, but they will do so in different quantities. For example, pushing a grocery cart around the grocery store will burn calories, but not nearly as many as pushing a weighted prowler down a track of turf at max effort. The same is true of walking versus running or walking uphill versus walking on a flat surface. 
Each of these count as physical activity because they require more energy than when you are at rest, but different activities will require more energy than others. Physical activity is also very different from one person to the next. This is due to fitness level. For an athlete who already trains multiple times per week, the type of physical activity that would burn many calories would be very different from a mostly sedentary retiree. For the athlete, they'd need something very intense to elicit additional calorie burn, whereas our sedentary retiree could go for a leisurely walk to increase their calorie burn. There is a third way that we burn calories called the thermic effect of food, or abbreviated TEF. It accounts for the slight increase in body temperature that occurs due to the metabolism of certain foods. This makes up about 10% of total caloric expenditure and depends on the macronutrient profile of the food being consumed. Proteins have the greater thermal effect, while fats have the lowest thermal effect. Is a calorie just a calorie? Some people believe that not all calories are created equally. Some people cite ancestral preferences as a way to predict how certain macronutrients like carbs, fats, and proteins will affect them. Some medical conditions change the way the body metabolizes macronutrients, and some think that they can eat whatever food they want as long as they reach their calorie goal. So, who's right? Let's look at the almonds versus chocolate bar argument. In one 46-gram Kit Kat bar, there are 239 calories. 46 grams of almonds yields 266 calories. If we were to only base decisions on calories, Choosing the Kit Kat would be the smart choice because it has fewer calories, yet we know that the almonds are the better choice for our bodies. So no, not all calories are created equally. We can see this in recent research that suggests that certain foods can promote inflammation and therefore possibly cancer. For example, too many carbohydrates can exhaust the insulin-producing cells of the pancreas and lead to type 2 diabetes. Calories concluded. We also know that the calories in versus calories out equation is slightly more complicated than we originally thought. Keeping all of this in mind, counting calories can actually be a useful tool for those who want to understand their food and their diet better. You may think you're consuming good portion sizes and a healthy balance of nutrients, but when you track them, you find you're low when it comes to important vitamins and minerals and your macronutrients are way out of balance. Counting calories is a good idea to get a better sense of calorie consumption and can help you make the necessary changes to your diet. Should you obsess whether your calories in are greater than the caloric output your fitness tracker is telling you? Definitely not. Simply use it as just another tool to educate yourself on your food and your lifestyle. You just listened to the post titled, Is Counting Calories Important? by Riley Pierce of freeformfitness.ca. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show 
will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Whenever a patient asks me why they may have hit a plateau with their weight loss or their muscle gains or their exercise performance, here are some of the things I review with them. Their exercise routines, their sleep habits, their rest days, their stress levels, and their diet. I have them track each of these, meaning they need to record how much exercise they're performing, like how much time they're spending exercising, the frequency, intensity, and types of exercise, how many hours of sleep they got each night, rank their stress levels on a scale from one to five at various times throughout the day, and of course, record everything they consume. Now, do I have them do this because I wanna make them miserable? No. Do I wanna look at how many calories they've burned versus how many calories they've consumed? Mm, That's part of it. Most importantly though, this tracking of behaviors will help them become more aware of what they're doing. By having to record everything, they'll start to notice patterns and think about where they may be going wrong. So just like today's author, Riley, said, you don't need to obsess about calories in versus calories out, but instead, consider it one of the tools in your toolbox to help you become more aware of your lifestyle. All right, I think that does it for today. I hope you're having a great day. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you on tomorrow's episode where your optimal life awaits.